Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Scored a touchdown earlier on a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Tony Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. Fifty-three and a half yard drive near hash. Kick right. Snap. Hold. Kick is away. It's reaching. And it is good. 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 Hot pot does it. All right. Hot pot. Botts with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel two. All right, welcome to the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network coming at you on Brinks TV as well. We are the national champions for the first time in 41 years. Joining me is a man who's also a national champion on Twitter. His name is Israel Troop (laughs) at Troopstar28 if you want some good entertainment. What's up, dude? What's up, man? You know, just dropping knowledge on all these uh, so-called fans that we mm-hmm. have you know they, they, they come and they go but you know hey it is what it is and, and we'll we'll talk about why here in a little bit but first i mean it's the first time you and i've got a chance to talk about it uh at least on this on this platform i we, we've talked about it uh prior to this but um the, the 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 week got away from us last week we had matching headaches apparently um i had a oh, nice man, little migraine terrible. Um, all the lack of all the lack of sleep from from the excitement of being able to strut around in my Georgia stuff at school all week, <laughs> especially the Bama fans who gave me hell for a month. That, that felt oh, good. Man, it was bad. All of my students uh, were against me. Um, two of our principals were against me, and uh, when I got back to school, it was really really quiet. And I made sure I, I wore one of my old. Jumpsuits, actually the one that we wore in the um, Sugar Bowl, um, I still had it, so I wore the whole jumpsuit, shoes and all. Oh, you you, strut, you did it right, man. The that's, that's uh, that that's that's what that's what's up, man. That's where it's at. Yeah, I, I made sure every day last week I wore a piece of Georgia apparel, but of course, um, we uh, that white stuff that falls from the sky uh, fell last week, so we had another few days off. Uh, been dealing with a lot of snow lately, and uh, it's cool for like the first few hours. You look outside and go, like, oh, it's snow, yeah, and then it gets real old real fast. So, yeah, <laughs> make sure y'all keep it up there. We're, we're actually about to get <laughs> a little cold front coming down here, but uh, we're not expecting any snow down in South Georgia. North right. Georgia got a lot of snow, but luckily we didn't get any down here yeah so yeah we're uh our our uh our low tonight uh, overnight low and wake up in the morning it's gonna be nine degrees israel nine degrees Ooh. you ready for that oh that's that's frigid no deal no yeah, deal yeah, that, that is frigid even for me even for me, it's frigid. Um, I, I don't like that either. Cause then we have to go outside, start my car. I'm about to sit in there. It's going to be terrible. I really don't 
I really deep down don't like the cold, but I like the idea of having all four seasons. So it's like kind of have to grin and bear it, right? Yeah, we get, we get, we might get two out of the whole year. I mean, right about Christmas, I mean, it was still 85 degrees here. Yeah. Um, we get monsoon weather a lot. So that's usually how it works down here. Yeah. Yeah, it happens, right? So uh, we're, we're brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline would like to uh, wish everyone a happy new betting year um, as we continue to march into 2022. Uh, we are well into 2022 now, so it's a new year, new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. So from basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, uh, the the NFL divisional round is coming up, so make some bets there. Vegas casino games as well. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for twenty twenty for twenty twenty two. So bet online is the fastest, easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Israel, we'll talk a little NFL uh, to to wrap up the show. Talk a little bit. See see where your mind is on on these playoffs and kind of see who what team you're latching on since your Cowboys couldn't seem to get it done last week. Oh man, it was it was absolute. That was one of the worst games I've, I've watched in a long time. Um, from especially you know when Dan Quinn, great defensive mind, has all the right pieces in the right spots, and guys are missing tackles or making penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't even attempt to run the football at all in the game. So you know, and we'll get into that too because you know apparently. Georgia needs an elite quarterback to throw the football 50 yes. times instead of trying to run the football. Yes, they do. They do. Apparently they do. Um, our, our man, Chris on Twitter feels, uh, feels that way. So, um, but uh, he had a delightful nickname for you. So I'm, I'm blessed. I don't know if I want to say that on here, but um, so yeah, let's uh, very briefly, uh, you know, the, the game is going to kind of tie into to our discussion um, about all these departures and things like that. And, you know, it's transfer portal, the transfer portal era. So that's going to happen. But, you know, one of the, one of the greatest things about this game, Israel is I, I, I think, you know, they finally, they finally listened to us. They must've listened mm-hmm. to us because that was probably the most aggressive defensive game plan I've ever seen out of this team. Man, we did, we did everything that got us to, to the championship game, got mm-hmm. us to the SC championship game, um, got us, you know, beat down in Michigan in the semifinals. We did everything we've been doing all year, finally. Um, you know, we finally got, you know, the Bucky off our back playing Alabama, you know, which is great. And now, I mean, the standard set, you know, it's we are we want to play for national championship every single year. You know, we want it now. We know how it feels. Now let's go do it again. And again and again and again. Yes. And and you know just they played man most of the night. William Poole had the game of his life. Keely Ringo uh, was able to shut down. And, you know, I, I just, you know, the, the biggest thing that, that I, that I heard all last week was, Oh, well, we didn't have Jamison Williams. We didn't have our top receivers yet. Yeah, you, you had a month to prepare for no Mechie. You had a month to get Cameron Latou ready to get Ja'Cory Brooks ready to get Slade Bolden ready to get all those guys ready to go along with Jamison Williams. So really you only lost one guy. That's not an excuse. That can't be, you can't fall back on that and say, okay, you know, we had nobody to throw to. Yeah. You want to look at the recruiting rankings? You did have people to throw to. So yeah, it's not an excuse to to throw the ball to. I mean, it doesn't hurt losing to your, top targets of course it does any any coach any coordinator 
mm-hmm. will tell you it does hurt when two of your targets are down. But at the same time, you kind of have stuff Alabama in place. Doesn't rebuild; they reload. So yeah. while they those guys getting reps, you know, of course you're gonna you're gonna use your top guys. But why aren't the backup guys at least getting reps? You know, with the number one quarterback. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean that's just, that's a coaching that's a coaching issue. If that's going to be your excuse, then that's a coaching issue. Yeah, you didn't get enough guys ready. I mean, you can't you can't lean on Jamison Williams and Jamison Williams only. I mean, it's a great yeah. tool. Oh, to lean on. Way, but let's yeah. talk about you didn't attempt to run the football until the fourth quarter. No, there's an idea. Yeah, like you have Brian Robinson who just mauled Cincinnati, which I mean, Cincinnati and Georgia are two totally different programs, two totally different trajectories, yeah. but still. He's a good running back. You you didn't attempt. You didn't try. You didn't try to set up the run. I mean, you got to like, you can't play right into Georgia's hands. I mean, you got to force Georgia to stop the run. RPO. Yeah. You didn't use your RPOs. You didn't Mm -hmm. use them um, as a decoy. Mm -hmm. You did everything wrong. And you lost the football game. Just, just own it. It happens. And they allowed, they allowed us to pin our ears back and come after you. So that's, I mean, again, that's a Bill O'Brien thing. That's a, you know, that, that is a, you know, that is a scared game plan. I know what a scared game plan looks like. Cause we had one yeah, a month ago. Devontae Smith tweets, uh, run the ball. <laughs> you know, yeah. Devontae yeah. Smith tweets, uh, mm-hmm. give him the damn ball. I yep. mean, come on now. Yep. And he's a receiver and he's saying run the football. Yep. You got to run the football. You run the football, you establish a run, your passing game opens up. I mean, it, it's it's as simple as that. I mean, you know, 2020, look at the explosiveness they had. What was Najee Harris's stats? Or just his rushing yards, at least. Um, 1,466 yards rushing. There you go. 43 yep. touchdowns. I mean, come on. Rushing the football. <laughs> Not, not running the ball, not even catching the football, yeah. which I, if I'm not mistaken, he had 13 of those. So, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. He, he accounted for 53 touchdowns and, and probably so 1600 yards. Twitter tried to argue. Yeah. Look at Bama in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. They were explosive. Argue that the pass sets up the run. No. There's no way in football history has the pass set up the run. If that were the case, Texas Tech would be national champions every year. Or Mississippi Mm -hmm. State or somebody like that. I mean, that's the reason why Mississippi State can't get past a certain point. Yeah. You know, they 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 can't. There's no balance there. The Big 12 will have a lot more championships. They would if that was the case. Well, let's look at it offensively. I mean, we were able to, I mean, it was about as disastrous of a start as we could have had with Stetson Bennett just coming out. And it was all nerves, honestly, because um, he when he finally settled down, he finally played like we knew he was capable of playing. But um, it it was a very very shaky shaky start. And you know, you go into half t- uh, down nine six. After that start offensively, you're probably elated, right? Yes, um, I mean it, it's. I don't think I don't think the game or the moment got too big for him. You know, I think it was just Alabama had a plan. We had a plan. And I mean, when two great plans meet each other, it's just the point of who's going to make the first mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, just like going back and I've, I've watched this game twice already, um, just kind of seeing what we did. Um, 
you know, Alabama just had a good game plan against today, and they and they really did. You know, and, you can't say Stetson lost. He didn't make any dumb decisions. Um, there are a no. couple of times he could have ran a little bit, you know, instead of taking the sack. But I mean, at the same time, he didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. So I mean, he played within himself, and I mean, it paid off. You mm-hmm. we flipped the field, had great, great special teams play with putting the football. Uh, we flipped the field. We actually gained a couple of yards here and there to actually be able to flip the field. So I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't a bad game plan. Our defense was playing elite. So I mean, they they were doing a great job. So it was only yeah. a matter of time before the dam broke, and it, and it finally did. Yeah. And, and, you know, when I reference the shaky starts, you know, he, he bailed a couple of times early. He, you know, he dropped that ball in that first series, just he fumbled himself and uh, just, you know, when he got calmed down after about the second, second series or so, he he got into it and got into his rhythm. And then, but Alabama, I thought had a tremendous, uh, you know, that they were like, okay, you want to, you want to neutralize Will Anderson. Well, here's Dallas Turner. Here's Christian Harris. Uh, And they did a good job of getting those guys involved up front too. So you know, they, they had a really good game plan and we did a really good job of flipping the field. You hit the nail on the head right there. They did a really they good did. job of flipping the field. They did a really, they did some things that I haven't seen them do. You know, they came out and played man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they really didn't blitz as much. You know, they played football, you know, with the front four that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, they dropped in coverage, which you usually don't see Alabama linebackers do, which was mm-hmm. a good job by them. So, I mean, I think it was a very good game. The defense didn't lose the game for them. It yeah. was the fact that we were able to get pressure on Bryce Young, which we did in the next championship game. Exactly. We we for, we forced throws uh, off rhythm, off platform. We we forced him to scramble some. We forced him to look down at the rush, which is exactly what we wanted to do. But um, you know, coming out in the second half again, uh, it, it was much of the same in the first half. Just two two great teams slugging each other defensively. Just great job of, of stopping, uh, stopping the run, uh, and, and making plays when they needed it to. Uh, but then that, that series where I knew Alabama was screwed was when Stetson completed that first ball to the sideline to Jermaine Burton. I mean, it was about as comfortable of a rhythm throw, just an absolute pellet over there to him on the sideline. I was like, okay, here we go. Now, now we've settled in. Now we figured it out. Here comes the haymaker and, and, and we landed it. That was a great job of Monkey going back to him after the, the botch fumble, which I, I still don't think that was a fumble. If that was a fumble, then uh, Bryce Young fumbled at the beginning of the game. You got to be consistent there. Fumble. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I thought the rest were universally bad. You know, you and I were on Rave on Sports and uh, we were, you know, talking about that. The rest were just, oh my God, the, those rest were atrocious, man. Like, yeah, you can't, you I've can't, never seen those guys before either. I don't know where they, they were came an ACC from, crew, I think. Seen. ACC crew, I think. Um, so ACC, never, never, yeah. never. But that, uh, they, they, they. I don't, I don't know who they had online, or you could tell that every time they threw a penalty against Alabama, they didn't like it. Like you could see the frustration on the white hat's face every time he had to mm-hmm. call a penalty against Alabama. You know, and that kind of was the telltale of the game. Mm-hmm. But for Munkin to go back to him, play action pass, very first, very first play, you know, after that turnover, Alabama scores to go straight back and throw the football. You know, yeah. that just shows you that one, they're like, all right, calm down, we got it. And for Stats to just come out and throw a dime mm-hmm. and then throw another dime, you know, yeah. and then the touchdown is like, well, shit, well, here we go. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, for for him to put that behind him so quickly, you usually, you know, even a month ago, Stetson um, had a, had a play like that. And then he tried, you know, 
he tried to do too much and just kept compounding his mistakes. He did not do that uh, in, in this in this last game, and that was uh, that was. That was some incredible growth on, on his part. And I was glad to see that because when he had that fumble, it, I, I couldn't help myself. I was like, Oh God, here we go. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. if, if Stetson could come out and calm himself down, we'll be fine. But he hasn't in the past when he, when he's done things like this. Uh, so it, but we've been talented enough to kind of overcome that except mm-hmm. against Alabama. And so that's where it kind of worried me. I was like, "Hey, Bama's got some momentum now. They're going to come after him." I was like, "We we we can't go three and out." I was like, "We have to get a couple first downs at least if we're gonna if we're gonna stay in this game." And not only did we get a couple first downs, we uh, we hit on a beautiful touchdown to A.D. Mitchell. Man, it was a beautiful throw. That was a great. That was actually a good job by uh, Van Pran mm-hmm. um, snapping the football. You know, yeah. Did he jump far enough to? get the penalty it's 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 either it's ticky tacky but at the same time he had enough sense to snap it and stats had enough sense to just throw the ball at yeah. worst you get you'll get two penalties you get all sides and then you might get a pi which we're going to take the pi you know what yeah. i mean so it was a win-win situation no matter what mm-hmm. but we got the bonus and we got a touchdown out of it yep we got a touchdown and, and we were able to decline the penalty and and here we go and that that was that was the point when ad mitchell caught that i was like we're not losing this game we're, we're just not, yeah. we're, you know, and it was only, a, it was only a two point game at that point, but I was like, we're, we're not losing this mm-hmm. game. And the two point play on the other hand was a little, I, I see what they were doing. I think they were going to think that Alabama would over pursue at the same mm-hmm. time. They did a really good job all night up until the mm-hmm. next series after that of, of playing discipline football, yeah. you know? So the two point play was a little odd, but after that, I mean, I think, Mark yeah. calm down. I think the whole offensive staff and everybody just kind of calmed down. I was like, guys, we got this. Let's go down yeah. and win it. And then they, they, we just do what we always do. The offensive line saw blood in the water and God almighty, they were blocking to the echo of the whistle. They were pancaking people. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get in front of the ball. You know, the play of the night for me was when all five offensive linemen just bulldozed uh, <laughs> uh, for an extra six yards. And he has Justin yeah, Schaefer diving. <laughs> he, goes, he goes supermaning over the pile. That was that was phenomenal. That's that's when I knew we were all we were fired up. We were gonna we were gonna punch one in the end zone um, after a terrible spot on on third down. No, it was second down. The second down spot mm-hmm. uh, where we clearly got the first down. The the pylon cam, the every cam camera angle showed that we crossed the line again. And they spotted us third and one. That was probably the most undisciplined play that I saw from from Alabama, where um, you know their their ends and everybody everybody crashed on James Cook because that's where the ball was going to go. Uh, great call by by Monken for for the RPO uh, and Stetson. Man, I think knew. A- I think Stetson knew the situation. He had the wherewithal. Like he he knew pre snap. I'm going to pull this and throw it to Brock because. They're gonna they're gonna collapse on James. They're gonna collapse on James mm-hmm. Cook, and 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 they did. You know, Dallas Turner and those guys came came blitzing off the back edge like they were gonna hero this thing and run it down from the backside. We pull it, dump it over, touchdown, game sealer. Here exactly. we go. That is, that is a great under screen by them. Um, Leak Leak play is what we call it because we run it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if the defender's about two inches taller, he he bats that ball down. Oh, yeah. um, but totally. Stetson did a really good job of one 
seeing seeing it pre snap read and knowing mm-hmm. that hey I got to get this ball out fast. Um, Brock mm-hmm. did a good job of not panicking because I think he was like, oh crap, I'm wide open. Um, let's not forget the most important key to this whole entire play was the, the outside delivery. perimeter blocking by the receiver. Yeah, the delivery the receiver, and the perimeter blocking. If he doesn't make that block, I mean, we could start. It's first, it's first down, yeah, but we don't get the touchdown on that particular play because there was right. absolutely nobody there. Yeah. Toa no, Toa 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 ain't going to make that tackle. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Poor guy ain't going to make the tackle, man. That's, you know, you're not tackling Brock. The Mackey, wait, no, he didn't win the Mackey. Uh, the guy that won the Mackey, yeah. Mackey scored 11 less touchdowns than Brock did. So, hmm. cool. yeah. So, um, last thing about this game, and we're going, we're going to move, we're going to plow into an early 2022 look. Um, what was your reaction on the Keeley Ringo pick six? Man, the, when he picked it, um, I'm sitting here in the living room. Um, you know, I got, you know, my sister and everybody's here. He picked that ball and I said, it's over. It's over. I was like, he's going to get tackled. You know, and, and we're going to take a knee. Alabama's out of timeouts. I mean, we're good. But to see him take the ball back for touchdown and seal it was mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. You see Kirby. I don't know if people saw this or not, but you see Kirby as soon as he picked it, say, get down, Keely, get down, get down, get down. And Keely said, nope, this is my moment, Coach. I got him taking it to the departments. And he went to the crib. <laughs> hey, there, there was and no was doubt. Out of there. When he started running, he didn't get down. There was no doubt he was going to score. There was no way yes. he wasn't. Because um, he Jackson wasn't going to be with the, with the phenomenal block for the touchdown. No just, matter what you say, he got blown up. Yeah, but he got yeah, in the way. Just so giving him score. Just, just sacrificing himself, taking taking the landmine. I call those the landmine because you just get obliterated. <laughs> um, just taking the landmine there, taking the grenade and, and – Man, that that was that was awesome. Yeah, I was uh, just to give you a little context. Like, I sat down for like the first series, and then as soon as I got up, I stood about a foot from the TV. I was just standing. I was pacing back and forth. I stood about a foot from the TV. Uh, just I was I was on I was on the chat the the Ravon chat, and I was pacing back mm-hmm. and forth. I burnt seven hundred calories watching this game. Yeah, I stood I stood the whole <laughs> first half. Yeah, and All then right. my wife was like, "You need to eat," and I was like. Fine. So I ate like yeah, you know, I like ate, a cheeseburger or something at yeah. halftime. But after that, I, I stood the whole entire time, like glued to the television. Yep. I, uh, I I think you know Kirby and I had the same vertical when when Keeley made that pick, and I, I was saying, yeah, I was like, I was waving him like I was a third base coach, like he could see me. I was like going nuts, man. Man, my babies were <laughs> asleep, and I was like, screw that, man. We we just yes. we're, we're, we're national champs. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, this one's over. I was like, I was like, go, I was like, go, 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 Keely, go, Keely. Yeah, you know, I was trying not to wake up Huck, and uh, <laughs> man, it was, whew, it was nice. Um, but yeah, I, I drink, I drink a spark, uh, I drink a spark in the in the first half to make sure I wasn't going to get tired enough. But I didn't, you know, standing a, a foot from the TV, I didn't think I was going to get tired anyway. But you know, I don't sleep these days, so. But yeah, hey. there you go. Had a nice exercise watching this game. Nice little uh, believe it, baby. Believe it. So um, I'm gonna give some some good championship gear. I'm, I'm I'm getting it ordered here soon. I'm gonna get that shirt that has the Atlanta Braves and the Georgia and the Georgia logo in the state of Georgia. I'm gonna get that one. And we'll get yeah. I'm gonna get two. I like that one. We we'll get two shirts because yeah, I'm a Braves fan too. 
So, but uh, love it, love it. But yeah, let's let's move the needle now. Twenty twenty two is upon us. Um, oh, oh. You know, like 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 any other season uh, in the last four, um, probably from here on out, uh, we we got departures. This is going to give us the first glimpse at really what this roster is going to look like. Um, I think half the team's going to the NFL, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love that because, well, what program wouldn't want to send a whole bunch of people to the, to the, uh, to the NFL. Right. Um, and I, I think every single one of these guys will, will go and contribute. I mean, I saw Charlie Warner on the field, uh, last weekend for the, for the 49ers and I saw him on the field quite a bit. So, mm-hmm. I mean, who's to say these guys can't, can't do it. So you got Jamari Sawyer, James Cook, De'Aaron Kendrick, Jake Camarda, Channing Tindall and Quay Walker will all play in the senior bowl as well. So that'll be awesome. Um, these are, these are guys that had a year of eligibility, but um, they chose, obviously they had that COVID year, but they chose just to go ahead and head on to the NFL. Um, then you have uh, Zamir White, no surprise. Uh, don't blame him one bit. He's going to kill it. Uh, Lewis seen Nicobe Dean, George Pickens, Trayvon Walker, and John Fitzpatrick, all juniors that are declaring early. Um, the only one that really kind of surprised me was Fitzpatrick. Um, I, I didn't know if he was an NFL guy or not, but I guess he's gonna I guess he's gonna shoot a shot at this point. Man, he's gonna go to like the Ravens or the 49ers, teams that actually use a tight end. He's probably mm-hmm. gonna and he's probably gonna kill it, you know, mm-hmm. get a little bit more um development as far as you know, route running and stuff. Yeah. Um you know, because he was more featured as a blocking tight end this year. So, I mean, sky's the limit for that kid. And, you know, I mean, anytime he, a, a, a kid has a chance to go to the NFL, I mean, by all means, take it. If you get that letter back and you're first, third, whatever round, and you feel comfortable doing it, hey, by all means, go. You know, it depends on what you right. – I, I said it in, and I tweeted today. It depends on what the player's end goal is. If your end goal is to play in the NFL, go to the NFL. Go. Go. Yeah. You know, make make yeah. your way and do whatever you need to do. He did you what know, he needed to do for us. Out, yeah. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it, if you want to come back, raise raise your stock. Come on back. If if you feel like you've maxed out um, and, and done all you can do with your NFL draft stock, then by all means, take your shot, man. Because he'll be – I think he'll be a good piece in, in an offense that has an established pass catcher at tight end like the Chiefs with Kelsey, the Ravens with uh, mm-hmm. with Mark Andrews, the Niners with – with Kittle. I mean, Fitzpatrick's not going to be that guy and that's okay. Um, there is roles for, for, for guys like Fitzpatrick in the NFL. And uh, I think he'd be a great complimentary piece to, to any one of those teams I just mentioned um, and, and probably a handful more. So um, I, mm-hmm. I wish him luck. And, and then obviously all the guys on defense are just kind of, it's, it's going to be ridiculous. Um, and of course uh, not on that list is Jordan Davis, but I mean, come on. <laughs> he, yeah, uh, we all know. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> he, he's uh, <laughs> he's going. He's going to be a top yeah. five guy. I mean, he just gets it's already it's already there. And Nicobe Dean's going to be a top fifteen guy, uh, depending on kind of where those run of inside linebackers fall. So, uh, just mm-hmm. man, just thankful for those guys and and their their contributions. Jake Camarda. Is going to be. I think Jake Camarda is going to get drafted. Like punters don't usually get drafted, but I, I think Camarda will. He's a weapon. Yeah, I think he raised. I think he raised his stop. You know, in the in the especially in the national championship game, um, the way he was able to put the field. 
Um, I mean, he's booming punts, you know, and Alabama is usually really good with punt returns. I mean, he had great hang time um, within the 20 uh, to five yard line. I know a lot of those punts. So, I mean, I mean, you can't, you can't knock what he did all, all season. So, and like you said, he probably won one of the few punters who were taken, you know, on the first shoot, what first two, three days. Never know. Yeah. I mean, punters usually go rounds five, six, seven, but he'll, you know, that's, if he goes round five, that's like, might as well be a first rounder in the, in the punting world. So that'll be good for him. So, you know, draft day is going to be, going to be exciting. We've got a lot of guys up for, uh, for the draft this year. So that'll, that'll be good. Uh, that, that'll be a good recruiting tool as well. So, uh, just like that national championship parade was, man, that was, man, that was crazy too. Man, that was, that was awesome. Um, to see all those people out there, um, you know, and, it, and it's good for recruiting, you mm-hmm. know, it's good. For, like, this is what happens when you come to Georgia, you win a national championship, you're going to get a parade. People are going to love you. Sometimes people are going to hate you too, which mm-hmm. we, I know we're getting that here in a second, but I mean, you know, to see that many people come out, that many people excited, um, you know, it's, 41 years of not winning a national championship, being always being close, always being yeah. second best to Alabama, and you beat them. I mean, you, you, know, you get heartbreak. Phenomenal feat. Absolutely, man. You get heartbreak starting with Todd Blackledge in Penn State in 81 and uh, 82 with Dan Marino. You know, you, then, then you hit some lean years in the late 80s where you're good, but you're not great. Then you hit the Ray Goff era, which you had a lot of talent, but it just was, was awful. Um, you know, you'd finish six and six just about every year. Then you had Jim Donnan who recruited like crazy, but could never get over the, the, the major hump of, you know, he'd be a perennial eight and four guy. Um, and then Mark Rick came in, blew the lid off of it, got this program trending in the direction, uh, to, to finally land, uh, 21 years later, uh, to finally land, in the national championship, uh, as champions, you know, started, you know, honestly, you know, that, that next step, I mean, every, every generation of, of Georgia players kind of contributed. Okay. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're close. We're getting there. We're getting the talent. We're getting the talent. We're getting the talent. We're getting ourselves in position. And then, you know, something battle happened. We're getting ourselves in position. We're, 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 we're going through it now. Mark Rick comes, we win a few SEC championships. Okay. So we, we've gotten over that hump now. Okay. So now let's, you know, now let's work on getting the BCS. Well, we got in the BCS. Um, you know, we, we got in those big time bowls a few times, uh, got that kind of past that hump. And then we had a few lean years and then, you know, and then Mark Rick gets burnt out. Here comes Kirby. We get two national championship appearances in six years. So just a great legacy there. So it's awesome. It is, and to think that uh, people are upset. I can't believe that. It's well, crazy. Um, first of all, Amir Speed, Jalen Johnson, Justin Robinson, Jalen Kimber, Latavius Brini, Lavasi, Carroll, Carroll, Tyler, Malachias, Chase Haroff, JT Daniels, and Jermaine Burton all have entered the transfer portal. Uh, Brini is landed at Arkansas, Jalen Kimber at Florida. That one stings. Uh, Justin Robinson to Mississippi state, Jalen Johnson to East Carolina and Amir speed reuniting with Mel Tucker at Michigan state. 
Um, so we wish those guys well. Once a dog, always a dog. Uh, I have no ill will towards that. They they had to they you know they made a decision. Thankfully, they made a decision in January and not in July. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. And you I mean, know, and those, thankful for what they've all of done. Those guys contributed at some point to, to mm-hmm. this even being in the national championship game. So you know, to to those guys, you know, I wish you all the best. You know? Exactly. But let's also take a look at this. Let's look at the defense side before we get to the offensive side. All right. Those guys, all of them played a lot, if you really think about it, whether special teams, whether in a backup role. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. play some significant minutes in football games. Mm-hmm. They just weren't the guy. No, they weren't. And, you know, the transfer portal is for people who weren't the guy the mm-hmm. university they were at to begin with. And, so, and some people okay. and some people need a it fresh happens. start. Some exactly. people just need it, that. It happens. It happens. You know what I mean? It so happens and it's gonna I'm not going to be mad at a kid for, for leaving. I'm, why? Why? Yeah. What's his end goal? Like I said, what is the end goal? Their end goal is to play football and to hopefully make them to the NFL. So they went to a school to where that happens. Mm-hmm. At Georgia, we're about production. Are you a good practice player? Can the coach trust you? Mm-hmm. And if you go and watch film of those guys, they <laughs> weren't very trustworthy at times just from watching, you know, yeah. me being, I was a four-star recruit, but I didn't like to go to class. <laughs> so <laughs> I wasn't very trustworthy. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean trust me, kind of I've important. been there. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> I've been there, so I'm, I'm yeah. not upset. No. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. I'm not ashamed of that either. You know, it got me to where I am today. Um, I learned from my mistakes and, you know, I keep it pushing, but I never thought about transferring. Right. You know, if, if so it, was, it wasn't an option back then either. And if it was readily available, would would you have? Would you have thought about it? Mm, if the I portal was like it, it is but now. At, but at the same time, I mean, it was my fault. So yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, coach, don't like me. No, because you ain't going to class. So I yeah. mean, it's it's predominantly your fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you know, for those guys, they felt like they wanted a new start. By all means, go get your new start. Same thing. With Burton, same thing with JT Daniels. Those guys want to fresh start wherever they go. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, they they chose to do that. That's the great part of America. You get to choose what you want to do. And, and more power to them. So, um, and, and lastly, on the departures, uh, coaches, Cortez Hankton, off to LSU, be closer to his family, uh, taking a lateral move there. And then Dan Lanning uh, begins his – begins his stint as the head coach at the university of Oregon. Uh, so the, he, he's leading the ducks program, hopefully into a more physical brand of football. Maybe he can bring that physicality over to the pac 12, which is much, much needed, but uh, best of luck to those two guys as well. Dan Lanning, especially absolutely killed it here. And uh, we, I appreciate mm-hmm. everything that he has done for this program. Go do your thing at Oregon, man. Yes, for sure. Uh, Coach Hankton, who, who did a great job with, with our receiving core, mm-hmm. um, pass game Absolutely. coordinator. You know, most people in a lot you go on the remove. Well, he's from Louisiana. That's where mm-hmm. his family is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So people say it's a lateral move, but it's a it's a family. You know, it, yeah. his wife, they all of them, you know, why not go home? Why not be able to go home? 
Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's all kind of factors involved. I mean, obviously professionally on paper, it's a lateral move because he goes from wide receiver coach to wide receiver coach. But again, there there's, there's other things at play here and, and family obviously comes first and I don't fault him for that. And likely Jermaine Burton will probably go with him over to LSU. Most definitely. And, you know, when people say Stetson coming back, which is which was the driving force in two offensive guys leaving. Well, here, here's my take on that. JT, if he was the better quarterback, would have started when he came off the injury list. Point blank and period. Mm-hmm. Jermaine Burton was hurt and or had lingering injuries throughout the whole season. Whether or not he played all the games or not, if a guy's not 100% or he can't do the things that, you know, you're accustomed to him doing, you're not going to put him in the game. But when he was in the game, he was very impactful, very impactful. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Terrence Edwards was tweeting about it today. You know, Terrence trained him. He knows him personally. So, I mean, Terrence isn't upset. He understands it. Former player, one of the greatest wide receivers to come out of Georgia. If yep. he can understand it, then why can't, a fan understand that. Yeah. I mean, there's just, again, it's just circumstances, opportunity. And again, he's just somebody that needed a fresh start and probably wanted a fresh start, get healthy. And, you know, he got his national championship ring and now let's go see if he can, let's go see if he can make that magic happen, you know, somewhere else. Let's go, let's, let's, let's check it out. But what I don't understand and clearly Stetson Bennett say what you want to say. I mean, you know, the things that JT is better than Stetson at are uh, different from the things that Stetson is better than JT at. And, and Stetson's and on paper. Yep. And Stetson's skill set, his moxie, his intangibles were obviously uh, the, the difference maker in why Stetson Bennett was leading us in the national championship game and not JT Daniels. I don't understand. And if you follow Israel on Twitter, it's clear that he doesn't understand as that you don't understand as well why people would be upset that the quarterback that just got you your first national championship in 41 years says, "Hey, let's run it back." I think every other fan base, if 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 you ask Pitt fans, would they be excited if Kenny Pickett said, "Let's run it back"? Absolutely, you damn right they would be. And he just won the yes. ACC, and Pitt ain't done a damn thing since Dan Marino left. You mean to tell me that, that a special quarterback that defied a million different odds improved weekly drastically. I mean, his deep ball from week one to now outstanding, his understanding of the game, his instincts, things like that, all of that improved. It had to, or we wouldn't be in the position that we're in. We would probably lost to Michigan if they didn't. Like if the same Stetson Bennett from the Tennessee game was playing against Michigan, we'd probably lose that game. Definitely. He got better, guys. I know you I know he I know you hate to admit that. I know I know it sounds bad that it's a two star walk on starting for Georgia for three years now. Seems like that shouldn't happen. He's only a two-star walk-on out of high school. He's playing good, if not better, than every quarterback on that roster. And it's a fact. Kirby's not going to play the, the the lesser guy just because of he's a story. 
He's not going to do that. I don't care what you say. Now, it's going to be, he's going to have to win it again. He's going to win his job again. He's going to be competing with Vandegrift and Gunnar Stockton. He's going to have, and Carson Beck until Carson Beck transfers. He's going to have to compete again with those guys for the starting quarterback job. If he gets beat out, he gets beat out. So be it. But if he doesn't, there's a reason why. And I don't understand why people are upset about that. And let's look at why they're upset. Everybody says five-star, five-star, elite, 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 elite. Here's what you don't understand about the game of football. If you go out and put up 55 points a game, which is great, by the way, but your defense is giving up 52 points a game, that's not very good. That's not, <laughs> That's not an elite. win championships. That's not an elite team. Everybody's talking about elite offense, elite offense, elite offense. I'm okay with winning two to zero, three zero, or anything like that. Because guess what that means? That means you're going to be playing for a national championship. Win and you're in. Point mm-hmm. blank period. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't, if me having a pocket quarterback is the difference in throwing the ball everywhere. I mean, it is what it is. Of course, we want elite receivers to come in and all that good stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. That but being that being said, it's we averaged we averaged one less point per game than Bama's elite offense. Yes, we run the so, football. We're we're a running team. We've been a running team. I mean, not like it's not like we're not explosive. People equate explosiveness with passing game, which is not not necessarily true. Yes. We got Terrence Edwards, Reggie Brown, Hans Ward, mm-hmm. AJ Green, Tavares King, Marlon Brown. I mean, all these guys played receiver at Georgia mm-hmm. and played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the arguments and, and you saw on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I mean, the arguments. I was I was shutting everything down. I was like, we 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 don't like. The guy that I was going with, Chris or whatever, he was talking about air raid. Come out. We don't want to form an air raid. I said Alabama's offense is a form of the air raid. Mesh, screens, inside zone, outside zone. That's all, all air raid that's a variation is, of the air raid. All air raid is is a horizontal intermediate passing attack where you're going to take a few shots vertically, but really the majority of it is you're attacking the intermediate zones horizontally and making teams defend the entire width of the field. Bama's it's just because Bama's just a better wow. running team than your standard air raid teams. So it's <laughs> the only difference. That's the only difference, man. They're a better running team <laughs> than than Mississippi State or or Oklahoma or or those teams. You know, you can't, you know, why was Georgia so effective in the passing game? Why were we able to hit? Why were we able to have that one drive that where we hit AD Mitchell and touch on the touchdown? That let's not forget the deep ball that we threw to George Pickens off the play action because why? Because Cook and McIntosh just ripped off two big runs, play action, throw it over the top. Never in the history of football has the pass set up the run. Never, never. Has that ever happened? 
never, 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 never. I didn't have enough nevers memorized, but um, yeah, I mean, it. Look at all of Georgia's big pass plays. How many count count on your count on your hands? How many of them are straight drop back? Mm, even when JT was in the game, it how was many of them are straight drop back? I, I don't remember one. Every time we and go I straight drop this, back, I was at the South Carolina game, and I don't remember us just dropping back and throwing the football. When we did, it was quick. Yes, which is a part of the air rate system. And, and, and when we tried against Bama, we got sacked. It's all off the run game. Common sense. It's all off the run game, guys. You you don't know that? It's all off the run game. Yeah. People hammer Todd Monken, oh, we're not creative enough. Really? Go back and watch it. Go back and watch it. You want to see you know, unimaginative? We weren't, we weren't we weren't creative against Clemson at all. No, we weren't. That that was that was conservative. That was that was hey, our defense is kicking ass. Let's just hang on to the ball. But then again, we and which Clemson has a five star quarterback as well, and they struggled because they couldn't throw the football, nor did they have a run game. They wow. they had zero run game, and DJ Ungula they was on. He, it's hard to throw the ball from your back. Yes. It's hard to throw the ball when you're laying on the ground when you get sacked nine times. So if um, you don't have a somewhat elusive quarterback, then it doesn't work. Look at Caleb Williams. Yes, they throw the ball a lot, but he also runs the ball a lot as well. Mm-hmm. Look yes. at Stetson. He was able to use his legs to get out of countless situations to where mm-hmm. he was about to get destroyed, mm-hmm. but he was able to run out of it. And you know what's scary? Gunnar Stockton and Brock Vandergriff are five-star versions of Stetson. And they run four fours. They run four fours, and they're a little bit bigger and stronger with yeah. with more live arm. Yeah. And there's this thing called the transfer portal as well, which yeah. a lot of receivers are in yeah. looking for a new home. There's this thing called recruiting. Kirby has a big helicopter, which he was in Albany yesterday recruiting. So, Can you get a picture with him? Disappointed well, in you. He didn't come to my school. I'm kind of jealous about that. We're going to have to talk about that. But he, uh, went over, he went over to Lee, didn't he? Yeah, he went to Doherty too, which was, you know, kind of slapping the face, but kind of sad about that. We're going to have to talk about that. Yeah. Come on, Kirby. Got to be better than that. They were, uh, he wasn't thinking clearly after being in New Orleans with, with, uh, with Arch. Um, you know, understandable. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just, I, I don't get it. Stetson's coming back. Appreciate it. I mean, love the kid for what he does. Don't hate him because of his limitations. Does he have limitations? Yes. Yes, he does. Does Brock Vandegriff have limitations? Yes. yes, he does. Does Bryce Young have limitations? Obviously, he does. We showed it. We showed the world. Mm-hmm. Um, does every quarterback in America have limitations? Yes. Even some guy named Tom Brady. He's limitations okay, let's too. I forget. We have a really good recruiting class coming in of running backs, of offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, nobody's decommitted, last that I heard. Um, so no. the culture's great. Mm-hmm. So there's no culture. There's no culture to you. Everything um, is fine. It's the, like I said in a tweet yesterday, it's the transfer portal era. There's going to be a lot more player movement than ever before. It's yes. going to happen. More trophies, more problems. Buckle up. <laughs> Alabama <laughs> lost 14 guys to the portal. It happens. 
are they're going to be just fine. Alabama's going to be just fine. So is Georgia. And and that's just to the portal. Like not talking about NFL guys. We just talk about yeah, the portal. It's just the portal. We lost, I think so far it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys off the portal. Only one of these guys got really significant time. Thank you. Latavius Brini, which he's kind of more of a, he, he lost his job. So um, I get it. But uh, Robert Beal comes back. That's a huge get. Um, thanks to huge. some legal issues. He got a, he got a bump. Uh, he comes back for a senior year. William Poole is coming back. Nolan Smith, which I think is a great thing that he's coming back because he could he could put on a little bit more weight and he could hone his craft just a little bit more. I, I think he's on the verge Ooh. of being a first rounder. Um, he made the right decision. Tyke Smith coming back um, after a disastrous it. year of, of injury. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm happy to see what he can do. Um, at corner finally. And then Chris Smith coming back. I love it. I don't know what his NFL stock was, it. but he's a leader of that secondary. I absolutely love that he's coming back. Um, would I have blamed him if, if he left? Lost no. the team, if Kirby has lost the team with the coaches bad, those guys wouldn't be coming back regardless. Not a soul. Any, like, any factor. Like you would see William Poole trying to depart for the NFL or grad transfer somewhere. Like William yes. Poole ain't doing either. William Poole, <laughs> William Poole's best best bet is to stay here. He had a he had a tremendous game, by the way. But he did. Um, really good game. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited. 2022 is going to be outstanding. Uh, we're it's going to be Kendall Milton, Kenny McIntosh, uh, Diawan Edwards season now. Branson Robinson, I think, is going to get some run as well. He's going to be a he's going to be an X factor. But I, I think ultimately it's going to be Kendall Milton, uh, who's going to be Finally healthy. I think he's he's been mm-hmm. battling a lot of a lot of injuries. That's why you didn't see him as much uh for a better part of the season. He he was dealing with injury and he just couldn't quite get right, which is good. Um that he's coming back and he'll be healthy. Kenny McIntosh. His dad completely shut down Twitter about him transferring to. I love so, that. Once again, that shows you that there's nothing going on at Georgia. No. The sky is not falling. Dad, they they love. They love Georgia. He's sky. coming back. He's sky battled back. So I mean, <laughs> the sky. The sky is not falling. It's not falling. Or I'll tweet you. Or I'll tweet you and shut every ounce of your complaining down. Actually, just do that because I I need some entertainment. Tomorrow's gonna be a, <laughs> tomorrow's gonna be a crappy day at school, um, because um, it's Friday. We were off today because of ice. So, um, but yeah, so I, I think looking at the running back room, it's going to be back and better than ever. And that's really hard to say when you lose two <laughs> first, second round uh, guys and Zamir White and James Cook. I don't know exactly where they'll get drafted, but it'll be pretty high. Um, so I, it, that's, a, that's a pretty impressive thing to be able to say that your running back room is going to improve despite losing those guys. Uh, your wide receiver room is going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but you know, you have you have Arian Smith there. You have uh, Jack Saint, uh, Rosemary Jack Saint, uh, who's going to be a little bit healthier. You have Ad Mitchell. You have Lad McConkey. I mean, you've got some talent still left. I mean, it's not like you know, it's not like Pickens and Burton left, and you're left with absolutely nothing in the cupboards bare. I mean, you got some recruits coming in. You, you'll probably get a portal guy or two, and you'll be just fine. Offensive line is going to be. Fine. 
strong as ever. I mean, the defensive line off an injury. You do. You get tape back, so that's going to be good. Literally and figuratively. Um, You know, the the only positions of concern, obviously, are still defensive back, which I think it's a lot of it because these guys are unproven. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, I mean, these guys last year were relatively unproven, so I mean, that make much of a difference. So you got Keely Ringo coming back, so that's good. Um, then you have the defensive line, which you know you, you you lose what you lose. Trayvon Walker, Devontae Wyatt, and Jordan Davis. I mean, it, it's obvious you're gonna, you know, it's gonna be tough to replace. But I mean, we got guys that could do it. Just they just got to do it. <laughs> I think that's just yeah. you know on the defensive side of the ball, offensively. I mean, you get a lot of guys back with you know a lot of playing time. They just got to get reps. The great thing about our defense, even though you lose the Kobe Deans and all those guys of the world, we rotated guys. So all everybody who's playing defense got some time last year. You know, we're thrown in the fire early, and they rotated in games. You know, they don't have a lot of stats or a lot of minutes, but at the same time, they play a lot of a lot of great snaps. So I mean, the the game won't be too big for them. No, that's the great thing about the defensive side of the ball. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll kind of see how it all shakes out. Um, we've got plenty of time to discuss 2022. So, uh, but that's, that's the earliest, earliest look at it. Um, before we leave, um, before we leave you for, uh, for this week, Israel, what's going on with basketball, man? I mean, obviously the girls are killing it, but I, is Tom, I mean, Tom Crean is not the guy, is he? Like, help me out no. here. Like, it, it, am I just like, am I just being unra- irrational here, or just something, something's just, not right? It just didn't um, seem like watching us last night. We didn't play very inspired basketball. It was sloppy. It was just we just wanted to make it out of Auburn so we could get back and watch Cobra Kai or something. I don't know. Like, what? I don't know what's going this, on at this point. Um, I want to go and ask our women's basketball coach if she can coach both, um, because it's yeah. it's not it's not good. No. You know, I'm not really a basketball guy, but I do watch I watch Georgia play when they're playing, um, and I was about to get in my truck and it's, drive to it, the game and coach them myself. It is so hard to watch. I, I could not watch it. I tried on several occasions this season. I tried. I can't do it. Like it, it's even worse than it. I just can't do it. Like I could barely stomach it under Mark Fox. And now it's, it's getting worse. Like, God, and like I don't understand because I just watched Milton play a team yeah. out of New Jersey and Milton's an Alpharetta as, as you know, mm-hmm. phenomenal basketball players. Um, but we're not getting all the phenomenal basketball players in Atlanta. And they're playing overseas. They're playing AAU ball. I mean, they're playing against LeBron James' son. I mean, they're they're playing some great basketball. But we're not getting any of those guys. And that's a problem. We're getting Auburn, them in football. Auburn is starting to get we're them. Kentucky's, them Kentucky's getting them. Yeah, we're definitely getting them. We're preseason top 16 in baseball. You know, so all 16. the other sports are keeping Georgia talent in Georgia except mm-hmm. basketball. And that's a problem. Yeah, and and even tennis and golf. Yeah, nobody's leaving for golf. They're coming to they're coming to the show, man. They're coming to the they're coming to Athens. 
why? I mean, you, you can't go down the road and recruit those guys. Like we need somebody that can beat out Bruce Pearl and Calipari. And, uh, you know, the, the run at Duke is over. Like <laughs> they're not, they're no longer dominant. Like this is, this is the time to start getting these guys. Man, to the point I'm about to start, you know, handing out Big Macs and stuff now because this is getting ridiculous. I'm kidding, by the way, but still, <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> McDonald's bags, yes, uh, it'd be legal now though. But uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I, I don't understand it. I, I don't. When you have your entire team transfer out, yes, that's a problem. Now that is a problem. That's a problem. Your starters like, are leaving. You had all five bolt. Yeah. All five. And you played against one of them last night. Mm-hmm. You play you, you let one like get up to Kentucky. The facilities. It's not like mm-hmm. you don't have the facilities. You don't have a supportive AD who is graciously granted you another year. Um, every year can't be a rebuilding year. You you have a rabid fan base that clearly will travel to the depths of the earth to watch you play and cheer you on. I mean, Kirby made Kirby made a reference to getting part ownership of the state of Indiana with uh, how we took it over the two times we've been in Indiana. Exactly. So, I mean, there's, I'm never uh, a proponent for firing anybody because, you know, me being a coach, last thing I want is to be fired. But yeah. when you're not getting it's the job just, done, it's just it's not working. You know, you just at some point, like, you, you know, you got to move on. Like Tom Crean will be fine. He'll, I mean, he he's good, but he's not, he's not a fit for Georgia. He, he needs to be yeah. in a Midwestern mid-major team and, and, and just build those guys and just coach the hell out of those guys. Exactly. That's where he needs to be. I mean, Mark Fox has done well and is, I think he's at what Nevada. Yeah, something like that. He's you know, still he's okay. These, look at all these young NBA coaches who are, you know, they didn't quite fit it in the NFL, in the NFL but in the yeah. NBA. Mm-hmm. Go grab one of those guys, perhaps. I mean, there's in about a week or two, there's going to be about 17 NBA coaches that get fired. <laughs> those guys get fired every yeah. couple of weeks, man. They they cycle through coaches like, like freaking. Uh, I think you need, I think you're going to need, same thing with every sport that we have. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a young mind with fresh ideas that's going to come in. Um, a coach that the kids can relate to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, look at the women's side. I mean, there's a reason why they're playing outstanding basketball right now. They believe yeah. in Coach Taylor. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're out there busting it every day. But if your team doesn't believe in your head coach, then that's a problem. I think that's what's going on with basketball right now. Until and, you get a coach that comes in, it's not going to be any better. And and it's obvious, and, and there's no recruits that will come play for that either. Yeah, which is That's even worse. That, that bothers me is that it's obvious. There's an obvious disconnect between player and coach, and that is not what you want. And and, and uh, I mean, there's not really. I don't see really any benefit of firing him now. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't think there's any. Out. I don't think there's any upside to it, really. Um. Because you just want to clean. You've already start. missed out on this class. Yeah. You've already missed out on the on the on the recruiting class. So I mean, new guy come in, 
will probably struggle a little bit, but I think it'd be better just because it's a fresh mind coming in. But you let yeah. him come in and kind of, hey, this is me, this is my face, kind of put his face on the program, and then you go after that. Mm-hmm. Now, who that guy yeah. is, I have no idea. Like if you press no, me and say, "I'm pretty sure my man Coach Brooks, my man Josh Brooks is he's he's working on it. He'll he'll, he'll figure it out. He, he's doing some research. Whoever he my hires, boy just I trust. Just want a natty. Just want a natty. He did. He, he he he's on the ball. He is. But yeah, I mean, like last night's game, like that shouldn't happen. You shouldn't get blown out in conference. You just conference shouldn't. game should should be tough. They, they they should be close. You know, you're going to have a game where you're off a little bit, but not but in when, when which we're off. Like a blowout, an in-conference blowout should be like 12 points, not 23. Yeah. Not 23 points. No, like you shouldn't, is. you shouldn't lose by 23 to anybody in your, in your conference. Like that's yeah. how like basketball, you get three, you recruit three guys out of Atlanta. You'll be just fine. You do that every yes. you do that every year. You'll be you'll be number two in the country, like Auburn. Um, you know Bruce Pearl's figured it out. But um, one of the things I do like about college basketball now is uh, you don't have it's not you don't have to awkwardly watch grown men uh, sweat through suits anymore. the The suit game has has gone by the wayside now in college basketball. So. Uh. We don't have to I see Bruce you. Pearl soaking through an orange blazer now. Man, I, I like that, you know. Um, and I know I'm a football coach, but I'm not into the the collar shirt button down deal, you know, polo deal anymore. You know, I wear t-shirts kind of like what I got on now uh-huh. um, when I coach. So I, I love yeah. the the way the game has evolved, you know. Out of that, you know, I'm mm-hmm. all about professional life as you get off the bus, you know. Yeah, but yeah. you know, when you're in game. Be comfortable. Yeah, I mean, you should go to war at that point. Yeah, just, just, just be you. Be comfortable. I, I, I'm a, I'm a pullover guy. I love, I love, I love rocking the pullovers. I'll rock the short sleeve pullover, um, in games, quarter zip pullovers in games. Uh, if you haven't bought a New Era brand one, not that. So if New Era wants to sponsors, by all means, uh, your your freaking pullovers are awesome. So. Um, just, just be, just, uh, keep that in mind, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm here for that. I mean, uh, now it's time for baseball coaches to not have to wear a uniform. Like that's kind of silly. Yeah. I me. think that the whole, whole uniform is, I remember having to do that when I coached baseball and it was kind of uncomfortable. Um, yeah. but you did. My coach let me wear a pullover at least. Like we didn't have to wear full full yeah. uniforms. We, we could wear. I had to wear baseball pants, which I mean, it's not the end of the world. But you yeah, know, getting to wear a pullover just kind of made it a little bit better, I guess. Yeah, you know, I'm all I'm all for the I'm all for the professionally casual look. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just don't wear shorts on the sideline. I learned that. <laughs> don't be that guy. So. um but yeah, basketball, just got to figure out somebody who's going to gonna take over. Uh, fresh young mind, players can relate to, be able to recruit, keep the top guys in Georgia, keep them from going to Kentucky and Auburn and Florida and Duke and Wake and North Carolina and those programs. Keep them here. Everywhere Lock else, it down. But Georgia. Lock it the F down. So, 
But uh, Israel, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for us, man. I'll, I'll, last thing I want to talk to you about your you had a nice little uh, radio appearance um, last did. week. How, how was how was that? How did that come about? Man, it, it, man, it was great. Um, you know, I got a I got a phone call, text message, you know, asking me to be on a couple of radio shows. Um, you know, but it was it was a uh, it was because of this show actually because of everything that Brinks does for us. Um, bet online, Corey, everything that you do. I mean, it's not me. Um, it's, it's everything that, that you guys do. I just happen to be a regular guy, you know, that, that played at Georgia. So um, it is is a very much a thank you to you guys and all our supporters out there. Um, but, you know, I had a chance to talk on a couple of radios and, you know, give my prediction of the game, our keys to win and things like that. Um, you know, like you say, you know, you like the thing that they listen to you. Um you know, and you would think that if anybody listened to anything I said, that they wouldn't try to tweet me at all. No, but, you know, you have a couple yeah, that, that will try. Well, they'll they'll <laughs> but, try you. Um, you, you know, it, it was a great experience. Great, yeah, great experience. Um, you know, good, being able to talk, being able to talk dogs, being able to be on this platform, you know, with you, everything that everybody brings to us for us. Um, it's not just me. And I will say that to the cows come home. Guys, this is, this is me. This is this, everything this is us, Corey man. does, everything that Brinks does, because I mean they're they're the brains behind the operation. Um without well, them, there is no me. Well well, Israel, without without you, there is no us. You know, I'm pro- <laughs> I'm probably not here. I'm probably hosting SCC after dark and that's it. Um so I I probably don't have the platform quite the way it looks. I mean, it, you know, honestly, you've kind of taken away the pressure of having to get a cycle of guests in here because you and I just come in here and chop it up. And, and, and that's all we need really. You know, it's great to have a guest every once in a while. And again, I, I, I do, I do want to get some of your, some of your guys in here, some of your friends and guys you played with and just, you know, just have a relaxed show and just chop it up. Um, but uh, you, you know, the perspective you bring is, you know, it makes the show man. And, and I can't, I can't say enough how, how much I appreciate you being on board and continue to be on board. I mean, we, we're going to build this brand and we're going to expand this thing and it, it's, it's, it's going to get to new heights, but you know, it doesn't without you and it doesn't without us. So that, that's where, that's where we're at, man. We're one big happy family. That's right. So don't come for us that's either. Right. No, you, you, you come at Israel here. You're going to get me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump <laughs> in the pile. I'm going to be a pile jumper. I'm, I'm like that offensive lineman. I'm going to come, th- I'm going to come through there and get that late shot. Uh, of you, man. I'm, I'm like a, I'm like an O lineman at heart. I think. I so, love it. I love so, it. But uh, yeah, man. It you know again, I'm 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 stoked that you're that you're uh, that you're getting these opportunities, man. It's uh, like I said, I wish I'd have known about it earlier. I would have hyped it up, man. Man, they would call. I get a text and I'm like, hey, they're gonna call my. I'm in the middle of class, but all right, cool. You know, I got a couple, a couple minutes I can spare. You know, yeah. um, but, that's when you tell you know, the kids to shut just, the hell up. <laughs> I got a yeah, radio. Luckily, my office is literally right around the corner, so I just go <laughs> take off my office about, for about five minutes. But uh, yeah. you know, it, it was great. You know, especially when we we came on top. You know, mm-hmm. forty-one years, man. Forty-one years. I mean, uh, you're telling me, man. One. Forty. Like I've been, I've been on this thing pins and needles since since 02, man. Uh, just waiting, 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 waiting. That, that's when I officially became a Georgia student. But long before that, I'd been kind of 
rooting rooting for Georgia, you know, offhand. I was kind of more of a college football fan than anything, but um, you know, I always liked Georgia, I always admired Georgia, but it wasn't until I wasn't until I enrolled in Athens till I really kind of bought into the to the culture. So yeah. But, I was uh, always a Mark Rick fan from his Florida State days and I loved it, man. When they came over to Georgia. I, I, I was, was sold awesome. when they hired him. I mean, I was a senior in high school when they hired him. So mm-hmm. I, I was sold from the get-go. I was like, man, if he can do anything with he with what he did at Florida State under with with Coach Bowden, and he brings that, we're going to be just fine. We're going we're going to get that. And we were a couple plays away from national championship on several several three. I know three years. I can say off the top of my head, oh two, oh seven, and and twelve. Yep. Those, that's what I was just about to say. Those years, um, we were so close. You know, mm-hmm. one game away, literally. Um, yes. you know, we, we finally we, got it. We finally we, got it. That, tro- that trophy is at the butt. Is at the butt smear right now, chilling. It's just right chilling now. next to the 1980 trophy. So, no more 1980 jokes. No more 1980 jokes. So, no. so uh, like I said, we are everywhere, man. We're we're echoing uh, across a bunch <laughs> of different platforms. Uh, so subscribe, comment, things like that. We're, we're, we're going to, we're going to come at you, man. We're, we're, we're going to give you real perspective. Uh, th- this is, you know, again, former player, we're both coaches. Uh, we, we both worked. Well, I worked inside the program you played and we, we're, we now coach and, and at the high school level. So man, we're, you know, we're, that's, that's the perspective we got. Uh, if you don't like it, just keep it moving. If, if, if you're interested in it, Hey, subscribe, comment, Hey, come on. You know, you see us right here on Brinks. We're 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 going to do our thing, man. Um, as you see, I've added stuff. I've added props to my background, so that's good. Um, I know. I got I got to get me a, a room. You know, like I said, I'm in my son's room now. Um, just got to put you a couple posters a on. You might as well just decorate that wall you're sitting at right now, and just just make that your set. Well, you know, he's kind of, he's he's still one, so we're kind of in the baby stage of life. But we're going to redo this whole room. And, you know, he lo- he loves. You, you tell him go dogs, he goes sick and woofoo, and he'll he'll do it. You know, right <laughs> I now, love that. you know. I, so I, I, I think we're gonna that. make him a football room. There you um, go. When he turns two, so I'll have a little little studio, kind of like you. Bring some of my stuff that I have in storage. I'm kind of hanging up in his room. There you go. Put your jersey up on the wall. Yeah. Do all that stuff. Did you acquire any jerseys? I have one, two, five. I have all of mine for my years playing. Not, I have all but one, which they still use kind of as a prop for when recruits come. But I have all of them, but the Music City, whichever one's in Memphis, I don't have that one. Which one do they use as a prop? That's a pretty big deal. Um, the one from when we played at Memphis. Which one is that one? Music Liberty City Bowl? Bowl. Liberty Bowl. I don't have that one. Right. Okay. And they still have it in Athens, which I got to call Meshad and get that one. Yeah. Because it'll complete the set. There you go. Do you have any of your teammates? Did, did you and any of your teammates ever trade? Uh, no, because it was frowned upon back then. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't do that. NCAA rule. Wow. So you know. probably could now though. But then they started keeping them until you graduated. You know, because of you know the whole AJ deal. So. Yeah. You know, like Tavares, them were still playing and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. Lump and TB, they were already gone, so we didn't get a chance to do it that way. Right. Okay. 
Well, I heard TB got a uh, head coaching interview. That's what I heard. That's I, what I was the, just rewatching the um, Rams the, game just a minute with the, ago. With the Dolphins, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know if he'll get it, but I think it's time. It's time for him. Give old TB a job. But but anyway, that's going to do it for us, man. I know it's probably getting late for you. Um, it, it got late real early for me. So um, <laughs> we are uh, subscribed to us. Find us. Believe in Georgia Dogs on all social media platforms. Subscribe, comment, do it all, man. Check us out. We are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. We are presented by Bet Online. Dot ag we come at you on believe on believe wherever you find your podcast and right here on brinks tv so check us out man uh for israel troop i'm Corey burton and as always go dogs and we are the champions go dogs thank you for listening to believe You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.